It's a playoff preview edition. Playoffs? Yes, Jim Mora. <laughs> a playoff preview edition of the Road to Wheeling podcast. Nick Farrell and Dave Stingo here once again to have a little bit of fun, talk a little bit of high school football. We're going to break down all three brackets from Class A all the way to AAA. Dave's going to give his championship predictions. I was right all three. He last was. He year. was three for three last year, and he's yeah. finished the regular season pretty hot when it's come to his picks. We're going to talk about every single local team's matchup from North Central West Virginia in the first round and what we should expect this coming Friday and Saturday. But, Dave, before we get into the brackets, I have something for you. Oh, really? It's. I guess we'll call it a playoff peace offering. Oh, my goodness. You've been over to see Brad Jett. I have, in fact. <laughs> it's a playoff peace offering from the South Harrison Hawks. They want you to have this helmet sticker. <laughs> I got being, a helmet sticker. For being the Hawks' biggest fan, Dave. I am that's, the Hawks' biggest fan. That's your prize. Now that is awesome. And I will put it up here in my office. <laughs> Dave, we're going to start. Thank in, you, Brad. Yeah, Jack. right. He told me to give. And by the way, and by the way, coach says you asked how much can he bench press? He says 305. In his dreams. No, I, I, I guarantee he can do it. Nah, I nah, guarantee. I got, I got to see it to believe it. 305. That's 305. What he told me. So there yeah. you go. 305 and, minus 300. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Come on. A peace offering <laughs> means you're supposed to take it easy, man. Uh, yeah. He probably bench presses about 405. <laughs> there you go. Let's start right there. In Class A with a bracket overview, we'll take a look from top to bottom how the field looks. We'll take a look at the three local teams in the tournament, Doddridge County, Webster County, and South Henderson. But mm -hmm. let's start at the top side of the bracket. Looks like this. Number one, East Hardy hosts Williamstown Friday night. Madonna and Sherman square off in the 8-9 game. That's also a Friday night kick. Tug Valley hosts Pocahontas County on Saturday. And another Saturday game. This one's a doozy. Dave, St. Mary's hosts Doddridge County, a team that has won eight consecutive contests. Bottom half of the bracket, South Harrison is the top seed in the bottom half of the bracket, the number two seed. That means that South Harrison will have home field all the way to Wheeling mm -hmm. should the Hawks advance. Cameron and Wheeling Central play in the 7-10 game, that one at Cameron on Friday night. Midland Trail, the three seed, will play Fayetteville Saturday. Webster County, home to Summers County in the 6-11 game another Friday kickoff. So let's take a look at the local matchups, and why don't we start with the Hawks. Number two, South Harrison hosting Richwood Friday, a game that's set to be played at Robert C. Bird. I did talk to head coach Brad Jett about that decision, and he said it wasn't his choice. It was the player's choice Correct. because they believed it would be a way to give them potentially an advantage. Who knows what we're going to have uh, in terms of the forecast. And we talked about this a number of times, Dave. It all goes back to that game against St. Mary's mm -hmm. last season. That that was the game that ended the Hawks' unbeaten run in the regular season last year. They played in what was a, just a torrential downpour. The field was not in great condition, and it really shall we say, clipped the Hawks' wings. They couldn't move the football. So I think some of these seniors came to Coach Jett, told him they'd rather play on turf just so that they have that sense of security because nobody wants to look back on a playoff loss mm -hmm. and say, hey, if we weren't playing in the rain and snow or if we weren't playing in the mud, we'd have had those guys that night. That's why exactly why right. leave any doubt? Go play at Bird. I think it's a great decision by the players and coaching staff. That's exactly right. And, 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 and in, in talking to Brad Jett, he, here's the deal. And I understand people are upset. Uh, they wanted to, you know, parents and alums all wanted to play the games at at uh, Cam, uh, Cam Barnett at uh, Barnett Field. <laughs> Cam Barnett, maybe someday. No, yeah, someday uh, at, at at Coach Barnett's field. But you know what? 
this is the right choice. Not because of anything other than the fact that the kids wanted to right. do it. This is about them. They, they wanted to do it. They wanted to play on turf. They wanted to take advantage of their incredible speed throughout this playoffs. Perfect situation. I applaud Brad Jett for that decision. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's not like you've got to go far either. It, it's just Robert Seabird. Right. It's just Clarksburg. Richwood's still the team that's got to travel the extended distance. Uh, it's not like we've moved. The, the game has been moved to a neutral right. site. It's still a. It's still a Harrison County school. It's just a 20-minute drive from Lost Creek, give or take. No. Uh, it's still a home game uh, for for South Harrison, and even even if the Hawks have to face Cameron or Wheeling Central next week, if they would advance to the quarterfinal mm-hmm. round, that's still quite a haul for either one of those teams. And and the same would be said for Midland Trail, Webster County, whoever it is exactly. that would make it to the semis. And, and let's face it, not a lot of single A teams have turf fields, right? You know, they have an advantage. South Harrison has a huge advantage here. Look look outside, pouring the rain. You know what this field is? It has been, yeah, yeah. right. You, 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 well, South Harrison played at Liberty last week. Right. That's another grass field. Those are the only two non-turf surfaces in Harrison County these days for, for high school football. And it was a blood it was a, a bloodbath. It was yeah. a mud bath. Well, I mean it was a bloodbath. You, you looked you looked at <laughs> I saw the picture on Twitter of Brent Barnett, I think it was. Mm-hmm. His jersey was completely brown. Yeah. Roughly around halftime. From, I also from saw rolling Brad around in the Jets mud. Glasses. They looked like they were from the fifties. <laughs> All right, enough about this this the mud and, and whatnot and the playing surface. What do you think about this matchup, Dave? It's not going to be much of a matchup. I mean uh, Richwood is six and four. They lost to Fayetteville, Midland Trail, Webster County, and Nicholas County county uh by a combined 143 to 68 not a great richwood mm. team i'm sorry I, I know i know that's not what brad jet wanted me to say but mm. <laughs> not a great richwood team um you know they are number 15 for a reason south harrison will name their score in this one however and i repeat however they've got to show up to play they can't be Doddridge counting it <laughs> like they did in that first game right. of the year. Show up and play, take care of your business, and get to the next round. All right, Dave, enough on those Hawks. That game is a 7:30 kick at RCB. Let's move on to another big matchup on the lower half of the bracket in Class A. Number six, Webster County will host number 11, Summers County. The Highlanders had a fantastic season this year, Dave. Uh, what do you think about this matchup, though, against Summers? Webster County's 9-1. and one. Like you said, an incredible season for, for the Highlanders. Summers County coming in as the 11th uh, seed at 6-4. and four. Played in a good area, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some great competition down there. This will be a lot closer than people will think it's going to be. But I, I think Webster County has enough to get through this one. I think, like I said, it's going to be close, but Webster will, will eke it out at the end. The third and lowest-seeded local team in Class A, Dave, is Doddridge County. The Bulldogs are number 12. Despite the fact that they won eight in a row to end the regular season, they were in the top eight until the final week of the year when after beating Parkersburg Catholic, they didn't get enough bonus points Mm -hmm. to make the top eight and host a game. So now they get punished for winning eight in a row by having to take on a St. Mary's team, the number five seed, on the road. That shouldn't be where they are. That shouldn't be the number five team in Class A. So, Dave, what do you make of this matchup? Uh, I think that the Bulldogs had a fantastic season, but with Jaden Smith returning for St. Mary's, uh, 
this last week he was back from injury. Uh, this is a really, really tough ask for the Bulldogs. It's a tough ask, but I'll tell you one thing, upset special. Mm. I got Doddridge County going. I'm not sold on St. Mary's. I'm sorry. I'm just not sold on them. You want to know why I'm not sold on them? Look back at what South right. Harrison did. The only team St. Mary's played this year that was any good was South. blasted them. Mm. I'm not sold on St. Mary's. Yeah, they're the defending champions. Okay, I'll give you that. Yes, they're pretty good. But Doddridge County's pretty good, too. Eight in a row. I'm sure they'd love to have that first game back. Not saying that they would beat South Harrison, because I don't think that they would. But I think they're going to beat St. Mary's. Upset special. I just talked with Coach Bobby Burnside of the Bulldogs a couple of hours before we record this podcast, Dave, on Tuesday evening. He told me before the season started, he thought that this, this Bulldogs team was very talented had a lot of heart. Mm -hmm. He thought that playoffs was was the, the benchmark for this team. They've reached the playoffs with eight consecutive wins, and he's very proud of what these guys have accomplished. But but he agrees to an extent that, that this matchup for St. Mary's, and I'm paraphrasing what he said mm -hmm. earlier today, uh, this matchup against St. Mary's is just it's incredibly tough. And and to me, it's, it's a bit unfair for the Bulldogs to have to go and play St. Mary's, especially with Smith coming right. back. Uh, he knows that that means that the Bulldogs are going to have to be very stingy on defense. They're going to have to have they're going to have to have every single matchup on the on the defensive side of the ball checked off so that they can prevent Smith from running all over mm -hmm. the Bulldogs. But I mean, also, that's what it's going to come down to. You also have to remember, Smith hasn't played most of the year. Right. So, yeah, he came back and played last week. He's still rusty. Mm -hmm. I mean, look how long it took Le'Veon Bell to, to get yeah, back sure. in. There weeks and weeks. So, you know. I'm still not sold on them. I'm sorry. Jaden Smith or no Jaden Smith, Doddridge County wins. Bulldogs have had a really great offensive season as well, thanks to Tanner Lett, who is in his first year as a starting quarterback at Doddridge County. Threw for over 1,000 yards this season. Uh, looks like we're going to have dry conditions. Good for passing the football. will be a little cold Friday night. Temperatures in the snow. 30s. No snow. 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 No snow. Going to be dry Friday, Dave. Sorry. But snow. look for the Bulldogs to lean heavily on Lett in what could be uh, potentially one of the biggest games of his young career. So that's a wrap on Class A, Dave. Let's move on to Double A, where quite a few local teams oh, have I'm made not, the cut. I don't get to give my my champion. Oh, we're going to do, oh, it, do it, it at all the very end. end. We're going right. to do it all at the very see, end. See, I jump ahead. It's okay. I know I'm you're excited. Ahead. I know I, you're excited. It's, and, my, it's my sticker. And you, it's your sticker. <laughs> it's like we're back in first grade. Good <laughs> job, Dave. Big star and a smiley face sticker. Hey, if I get a sticker from Brad Jet, this is this made my week. I, I want to know: is that scratch and sniff? <laughs> Smells like a football. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it doesn't smell like if he gave you the bad scented ones, like uh, sweaty Which pads. Which he would do. Sweaty football he pads or something that. like that. He would do that. I, I wouldn't nice want to keep classes. that one too close. Jeez. Peace <laughs> offering, Dave. Peace offering. We're going to go through the brackets and then we'll give our final picks. You know, I've filled out a bracket. Nice and uh, chicken scratchy mm -hmm. here. Yeah, I could see a lot of a lot of scratched out people. We're, we're going to we're gonna go and look through that at the very yeah, end. I could okay? see the bottom there. You're wrong. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> we'll see. I, I changed that because our general manager was looking over. Oh, my I see. Okay. So, so let's go on here and take a look at the double A matchups. Mingo Central has Robert C. Bird in the opening round. That's the one sixteen game. By the way, Mingo did jump Bluefield the final week of the season. You'll they remember. You'll remember that Bluefield was uh, the number one by a, a pretty substantial margin heading into Week Eleven. Mingo gets the tiebreaker. So, uh, beyond that game, the eight nine game, Liberty hosting its first home playoff game in more than a decade against Nicholas County. Another Friday night contest. Fairmont Senior will host Kaiser for the third uh, third playoff meeting in the last five years between the Polar Bears and Golden Tornado. That another Friday kickoff. 
Wayne and Sissonville, the 5-12 game. That's coming up Saturday. Bottom half of the bracket, unbeaten Bluefield will play Braxton County. Point Pleasant will play Phillip Barber, an upstart team that finishes with eight wins in the regular season to make the playoffs after back-to-back -back seasons without a victory. Bridgeport will play Weir in the 3-14 game. That's on Saturday at Wayne Jamison Field. James Monroe and Winfield is the final matchup in AA. So, Dave, let's go back up to the very top of the bracket, work our way down. Robert C. Bird got to make the long trip to Mingo Central in the opening round for a Saturday afternoon game. Mingo is just too tough, Dave. Offensively, Mingo is too tough. Defensively, Mingo is not the Mingo they were last week, last year. I mean, look what Point Pleasant did. You know, look what Winfield did this past week. 56 to 50. Mm -hmm. That game went back and forth. Um, Robert C. Bird has the offense that can put up some points against Mingo Central. They don't have the defense that's going to stop Mingo Central. Unfortunately, uh, like I said, I think it'll be a good game. I think there'll be a lot of points scored, but I think Mingo, Mingo wins this one. What about the Liberty-Nicholas game? Again, it's the 8-9 game. Mountaineers looking for just their second playoff victory in school history. Can they get it done against Nicholas County? I, I think what you're going to see, you got two 8-2 teams. and You look at Nic Nicholas County's 8-2. You know, some people have said, well, Liberty hadn't played anybody. Well, Nicholas County shut out two teams this year. Mm -hmm. You take those two lopsided wins away from them, and they've uh, given up 156 points in the other eight games. They give up a lot of points. That tells me their defense is suspect. Your defense is suspect against Liberty. With those two studs in the backfield, you're in trouble. I like Liberty to win this one. Yeah, it should be a really good game, Dave. Uh, I'm expecting it to be a fun atmosphere here in Clarksburg for that one. It's been more than a decade since Liberty has hosted a home playoff game, and there has been a lot of excitement around this team. I mean, they were 7-0, right. and looking like they maybe could run the table. Then they played a bad game against RCB, and then were blown out by South Harrison. So that begs the question to me, what mindset are Dalton Westfall, Broderick Lance, and the rest of those boys going to approach this game with? I think it's going to be with a killer's mentality so that they can wipe away the memories of that bad loss. It's a playoff game. Regular season never happened. And A.J. Right. Harmon, I'm sure, is telling them that right now. Not that they even have to tell them that. It's a playoff game. It's a playoff, playoff. game that you're – yeah. It's a playoff game that you are hosting. They will, they will show up. They will win. Last one on the top side of the bracket, Fairmont Senior against Kaiser. Polar Bears completed a nine-win regular season. Kaiser is 7-3, and three, one of those losses to Bridgeport. Yes, transitive property of football, just <laughs> hypothetically here. Kaiser lost to Bridgeport. Bridgeport lost to Fairmont Senior. Wow. But a 7-3 and three Golden Tornado team is still a very good one for the Polar Bears to face in this 4-13 game. What do you think of this matchup? I think they're a pretty good team. I don't think they're nearly as good as everyone thinks they are. Mm -hmm. They've got three losses, and those losses were 59 to nothing, 49 to 21, and 30 to nothing. Uh, their only good win was a 21-18 win over Wheeling Central. I don't see that being a problem for Fairmont Senior. Polar Bears roll. Now, the only thing I worry about is the fact that, really, Fairmont Senior's players haven't played a game mm -hmm. since week four. They've been waltzing through the rest of this season. None of them played in the second half. Can they turn that around? <laughs> I think, I think Kaiser may scare him at first, but in the end, the Polar Bears will wake up and get the win. Yeah, you know, Dave, I think that might be a little bit of an issue on the offensive side of the ball in terms of the rust, especially right. if you guys have to go four quarters to beat Kaiser. But Fairmont Sr.'s defense oh, is so much. good. And that, I think, is, is what makes... I don't know. Is it possible that the defense this year is better than the team that went to Bridgeport and beat the Indians in the state semis last year? I mean, the, statistically... 
Fairmont Senior is forcing a lot of turnovers. Right. They're holding offenses to very, very few points. They gave up 14 to East Fairmont last week, but the starters was when the didn't really right. play much. Right. right? They didn't score any points in the second half either. I really, really like the way Fairmont Senior's defense has played. Fairmont Senior was a lot better defensively earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. They've lost a couple of players to injury, uh, especially the Posey kid. Hurt them uh, a lot in that defensive secondary, but uh, their defense is top-notch, no doubt about it. Uh, offense may have a little trouble playing a full game because they just haven't had to do it, but uh, I, I don't see them having trouble this week. Three more local teams playing on the bottom half of this bracket in AA. Let's start with Braxton County at Bluefield to take on an unbeaten Bluefield side that, again, was, was maybe robbed of the number one seed, but, again, Bluefield's still going to have uh, home field all the way to the Super 6 should it, should, it make, should it run the table. What do you think about Billy Haddix's Eagles going up <laughs> well, against Bluefield? You never know about Billy. Let, let me just – Step back one more thing on Kaiser. I, oh, sure. I inadvertently said they beat their biggest win was 21-18 over Wheeling Central. It was 21-18 over Weir, and the Polar Bears blasted Weir. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing. I, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> um, getting back to Braxton County, incredible season for Braxton County. The Eagles, uh, I saw them in that first game of the year against Lincoln. I didn't think they'd have it this year. They did. They, they rebounded from that one. Having said that, I feel sorry for him this week. Mm -hmm. Billy Haddix will have something to, to, to throw into the mix unorthodox against Bluefield. Not going to matter. Bluefield, Bluefield is the real deal. Um, I just don't see Braxton hanging more than a quarter with Bluefield. In an unusual Saturday night playoff game, Point Pleasant hosts upstart Phillip Barber. The Colts beat Robert Seabird using two blocked punts and a blocked field goal in the final minute of last week's game to earn the number 10 seed in AA. So can the Colts, the feel-good story of the year, keep it going on the road in the first round? Well, I want to clear up a misconception first and foremost. All I've heard this week is that I hate Philip Barber. I don't hate Philip Barber. I think Philip Barber is an incredible, incredible story. Now, having said that, they got outside of Bluefield and Mingo, they got the worst draw right. possible in this playoff, Point Pleasant lost to Mingo on, on a last, last second, second play heave. in the first week of the season. They lost to Bluefield. Those are their only two losses. Point Pleasant is a top three team. Uh, they really are. Bad draw for the Colts. I think the Colts can hang around, but I just do not see them beating the Big Blacks in this one. Point Pleasant has had a fantastic season. Yeah. You said it right there. They're I mean, top notch. Two, two losses to the two top teams in double-A. Maybe maybe them as a seven seed again is is not is not really a fair assessment really of just isn't. how good they are. It really isn't. Uh, Philip Barber got the raw end of the deal right. on this draw. I mean, they really right. did. Point Pleasant could be a, uh, you know, I, I don't know. They may be as good as Fairmont Senior and Bridgeport. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they are a three or a four. I'm sorry, but seven that's a real bad draw for Philip Barber. Um, I would love to see Philip Barber go over there and beat him. And keep in mind, North Mary went over there in the first round last Almost year. Almost beat him. Almost right. beat him. Um, not the same Point Pleasant team, though. Tough place. To, Mothman might show up. Who knows? Hmm. But I feel, you know, I just don't see Philip Barber being able to pull this win out. You mentioned Bridgeport just a second ago. The Indians are the number three seed. They did successfully leapfrog Fairmont Senior after the results came in from Week 11. Indians host Weir. That's a Saturday 1:30 kick. Should be a, an easy one for the Indians if you take a look at this on paper. We're uh, we're seven and three. 
the only three teams they played beat them and beat them badly. Um, Fairmont Senior rolled up a lot of um, uh, yardage against them on the ground. You know what Bridgeport's going to do mm-hmm. against them. It, it, this Run will all be over them. This will be over by halftime. That'll wrap the double-A chat table. Let's move on to triple-A. Only have two teams in it in one of the matchups. <laughs> I know what you're going to say yeah. is, is, is going to be very easy to predict, but let's roll down through the bracket before we check in with Morgantown and University. Huntington is the number one seed taking on South Charleston Saturday. Hedgesville and Hurricane meet in the 8-9 game Friday night. Spring Valley will host George Washington Friday. Musselman against Cabell Midland. That should be a really fine game. Mm-hmm. That's a Saturday 1:30 kick. Bottom half of the bracket, Martinsburg hosts Morgantown. That game was played during the regular season and did not end well for the Mohegans. Parkersburg at number 7 hosts number 10 John Marshall Friday night. University also on Friday night will host Spring Mills, Capitol, and Wheeling Park square off Friday at Laidley Field. So let's start with Morgantown, Dave. Feel sorry for him. Got into the postseason at 4-6 and six, despite mm-hmm. losing to University the last week of the regular season. At the time, we thought that a loss might kick Morgantown out of the playoffs, although it wasn't impossible for a 4-6 and six team to make the field. they got to go to Martinsburg, mm-hmm. a team that they've lost to three times in the last two seasons, including last year in the state semifinals. And really, none of those matchups have been close. There's no, no indication that this one will be either. No, and, be- and before I get on that rant, let me get on this rant. Uh, 16 teams in Class AAA. Five of the five bottom teams either had a five and five or a four and four six. Four and six, record. right? Two four and sixes yeah, making that's, the field. That's totally ridiculous. Those teams do not belong there. I'm sorry, they don't. Mm. As much as I would like to say Morgantown belongs there, and Morgantown played one incredible schedule, I give them all the props for that. You went four and six. You don't belong in the play, especially when you look at Double A and all the teams left at home sitting there, sitting at home at seven and three. Um, it's just the way it's set up. There's only 26 teams in AAA, but. Uh, getting onto the, uh, getting off of that kick and getting onto this one, Morgantown just does not have. I, I don't think anybody outside of Huntington has, and maybe University has anything for Martinsburg at this point. Martinsburg will name their score in this one. Martinsburg will be up 30, 40 points by the half. Uh, Morgantown had a great season. I wish they wouldn't have played the caliber of teams that they played this year and would have finished a lot higher than this. I think they could have gone a few rounds. They're not going to go past this one. Right. I think Morgantown kind of proves exactly how flawed the WVSSAC's uh, bonus point scoring system mm-hmm. can be. It's all because, because the Because the Mohegans played some incredibly tough opponents. But if you look at someone like Bridgeport, and this is not to say that Bridgeport played a weak schedule right. or play or you know cheated the system to be the number three team in, in AA. But if I'm not mistaken, the Indians played two AAA teams mm-hmm. and stomped them both. You get more base points for playing AAA teams. So, yes, this is a double-A school. I understand Morgantown is a triple-A school. But when Morgantown goes and tests itself against teams that it has that it's not in the same class with, at least this season, with the talent that it has after it was depleted by graduation last year, Morgantown is doing really nothing but A, maybe building for the future but also hurting its playoff chances by going and taking on these teams. Had Morgantown tried to schedule someone like, I don't know, uh, locally Buchanan Upshur or Preston, a a border rival, right? If if the Mohegans go and play Preston in week one and stomp the Knights, then they're 5-5. and Maybe they're looking at being 13th, and and maybe they're playing Spring Valley instead of Martinsburg this week. There were three 5-5 and and two 4-6s. I mean, yeah, they'd have been up. They'd have been up around ten or eleven. You know, I've seen a lot of people saying this on Facebook, Twitter. Should AAA, should the WVSSAC go to a twelve-team playoff in AAA? 
it would make sense. I mean, with only thirty schools, right? Yeah, I mean, twenty-six. Tw- you, yeah, right. Yeah, you've got to you've got to do something. You've got to do something, and and, and you know, I, I I thought at great length about this, and I, I'm not sure this would make sense either. I, I was going to say line all the schools up by by uh, uh, total number of kids in your school, um, and then split them evenly, three classes split evenly. But then we're back to the problem that we had before, where you've got teams with 500, you've got schools with 500 enrollment playing 16, 1700 enrollment. Mm-hmm. That was the problem, which a few years ago they came up with maybe going to a quad A for those top teams. But clearly, there's not enough schools not to enough. do that. Right? No, you're going to a quad A. If you go to a quad A, you're going to have this. Everybody gets right. in the playoffs. You can have a team 0-10 in the playoffs if you go to a Yeah, so, I mean, I think that the example to use here is what has happened in the PIAA uh, just up north above the Mason-Dixon line. Pennsylvania, from what I understand, and, and keep in mind, I did cover this transition mm-hmm. because I covered high school sports in, in Pennsylvania for a period of time. Uh, the PIAA, in what some people would say, in an effort to appease metro schools in the Philadelphia area, which is the fourth or fifth largest city right. in the country, moved from a four-classification system to a six-classification system. So what has that done in Western PA, in the Pittsburgh region? Well, it has created smaller classifications, more championships, but that also means more teams are making the playoffs, even though the fields are smaller. You see in 6A, I don't know this for a fact this year, but I believe there's only eight teams that make the postseason. Uh, In basketball, there are six classifications. So 12 teams make a postseason instead of four classifications with 16, just like we have in the SSAC. I think that if you saw that expansion to four classifications, it may not be that bad if you only let eight teams get into the playoffs. But then again, I I don't know. I think in the long term, it hurts teams because then maybe you don't see a great story like Philip Barber making the playoffs after back-to-back seasons without a win. So, you know, some people like the fact that if there's four classifications, that means there's four state titles and one more team is winning a championship. Mm. But does it make the championships less meaningful. Well, it makes it makes them le- less meaningful when you consider that you have a situation here where in AAA you've only got 26 schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I got a I got a text last night from from my old basketball coach and he said, I, "I have a serious question for you." I said, "What's that?" He said, "Fairmont Senior and Bridgeport dominate so much in AA." Back when I was coaching, mm-hmm. we had the ability to play up That's a, an interesting point. Up yeah. a class why don't they do that? I said, they don't want to. Right. He said, well, why not? It doesn't make any sense. I said, because when you look at the situation in AAA. They'd be getting steamrolled by Martinsburg in and, the playoffs. And, and that's the or point. Or University if, or Huntington. If you look at AAA, it's the big, big cities that have the AAA schools. Mm-hmm. The travel alone. Can, look at my, Morgantown and University. They can't play anybody around here. Right. You yeah, know. yeah. Bridge, Bridgeport or Fairmont Senior would basically have to rent hotels in the Charleston right. area or out in the Panhandle. Sense. It right. does not make any sense to do so. The uh, the only answer may be cutting AAA maybe to 12 teams or even eight. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe only take the top eight in AAA. I feel like Stephen A. Smith as I get ready to say this. <laughs> we, we got on a tangent. Yes, we did. I got a But I digress. Yeah, I okay. All right, Dave. You're so <laughs> proud of that thing, man. Jeez. One more one more note on AAA before we move on, and Dave gives his picks. I know he's chomp, champing at the bit. I know I don't know if that's the – it is champing at chomping. the bit. Is it chomping? Yeah. I've heard people say it both ways. By the way, gantlet, not gauntlet. Gantlet is a series of things. 
that you complete. Everyone really? says running the gauntlet. That's a gauntlet right. is a pair of gloves. A gantlet is a series of items in a row. Wow. Yeah, Thank that's you. a Lanny for Terryism right Thank there. Thank you, Professor. Professor. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Farrell. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> Professor for Terry is who we should be thinking. There was no doubt about it. Gantlet. I did not know that. I okay. bet Brad Jett knew it. Yeah, I'm sure he did. All right, hey, John Kelly probably knows it. He knows that the gantlet continues for university because the Hawks, after finishing 10-0, now have to win four more mm -hmm. in order to be state champions and complete the ultimate perfect season. The number three Hawks take on Spring Mills Friday night at Milan Pharmaceutical Stadium. Do you see the U advancing here? Easily. Uh, Spring Mills is 5-5. Five and five. They've been outscored in their five losses 194-66. to 66. And again, they've had to travel around to play teams. Um, I just don't see them being able to hang with, with the university. Amir Richardson, um, uh, the, the, uh, help me here, the quarterback. Clay Bailey. Clay ba I was Dad's Jeff I was Bailey. Dad's Jeff Bailey, Cody Bailey, and I knew that wasn't correct. Clay Bailey and Amir Richardson will, will have field day here. Um, John Kelly wants respect. John Kelly has preached to this team all year, respect, get respect, go earn it, and they have earned it up to this point. They will earn it again this week, and, and I see them winning very easily. So that's a wrap on our first-round forecast. Dave, it's time for you to do your favorite thing here. We're going to make the picks. 3-0 last yep, year, by the yep, way. Yep, 3-0. Did, did you forget? <laughs> did you forget? Okay, let's start in Class A, Dave. Give me your Super 6 teams. Give me your two finalists and a champion. Two finalists and a champion. Well, my two finalists in single A are... I'm predicting East Hardy and South Harrison. I don't even have to talk. Yeah, East right. Hardy and South Harrison. <laughs> I got East Hardy knocking off Williamstown. I got East Hardy beating Madonna in round two and Tug Valley in round three mm -hmm. and playing South Harrison in a championship. I have South Harrison knocking off Richwood, Wheeling Central, and uh, Midland Trail to get to the, the championship game. And I think the championship game is going to look a lot different than it did a couple of weeks ago. It's going to look a lot different this last matchup between these two. And I like the Hawks to – I like Brad Jett to tear that tape apart piece by piece, inch by inch, frame by frame. He will pick up every idiosyncrasy on East Hardy's part. And I see South Harrison winning the state championship. You I know call what, Dave? It. I, I, want to, I want to ask you this, okay? I think that the Hawks, by losing to East Hardy, have actually given themselves – an easier path to the state championship. They really did. I, I think so. Just just looking at the bracket and how it unfolds, I mean, in my bracket, I've got East Hardy playing St. Mary's in the semifinals, them beating each other up. I know you're not sold on St. Mary's. Not sold on St. Mary's. I have St. Mary's and East Hardy. That's, that's a rematch of the state championship game mm -hmm. in the state semifinals. That'll be a really, really tough game in my estimation. The Hawks got to go through after Richwood, either Wheeling Central or Cameron, and then Midland Trail, Webster County, whomever makes it from the very bottom portion of the bracket. I think the Hawks, by losing to East Hardy and giving up their perfect season, have now presented themselves with an easier path to the Super Six. According to Brad Jett, they have the hardest path. Yeah, right, of course. Yes. Well, he told me take it game by game. That's what he said. I asked him, what do you think about, what do you think about the bracket? What do you think about the, the, the landscape yes. of it? He said, we're not talking about that. <laughs> well, well, we are, and it's East Hardy versus South Harrison. Uh, Saturday, December 2nd at 7 p.m., Wheeling Island Stadium. Go Hawks, go black and orange. Be there or be square, South Hawks. South Harrison Hawks win a state championship on that night. You've been waiting to say that all season. Going to happen. Yeah. Gonna happen. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to evaluate this. We'll continue to 
keep an eye on how things are going in Class A and AA and AAA. But again, I think that the, the Hawks are in really great position yeah. to, to make the run all the way out to Wheeling Island Stadium. So what do you got in AA, Dave? I yeah. think that this is the toughest of the three brackets to forecast. Well, I'll, 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 I'll take it step by step then since it really is. Second round, I got Mingo playing Liberty, mm-hmm. Fairmont playing Wayne. That's Blue, what I've got too. Bluefield playing Point Pleasant and Bridgeport playing Winfield. Third round, I got Mingo playing Fairmont, Bluefield playing Bridgeport. Okay. We are are basically aligned at this point. Championship, I have Mingo playing Bluefield. Right, I figured you would. I have both local teams losing. I have Fairmont losing at Mingo. I have Bridgeport losing at Bluefield. In the championship game, I have Bluefield beating Mingo. All right, Bluefield beating Mingo. Really? So Jeremy Dillon, the the hero, the savior, the best athlete in the state. Don't care. Not going to be good enough to beat Mookie Collier in in Bluefield. He's going to play basketball in in college. and uh, At Marshall, which you like. That's right. And – Bluefield has a defense. Mingo doesn't. Hey, as a side note, that team is going to be really good in the future. Jared West and Jeremy Dillon, I'm going to want to watch the Marshall hoop soon. I know a lot of Mountaineer fans are listening thinking, what are you talking about, (laughs) Farrell? But I'm excited to see that. Anyway, I know Jared West has been having a really great, uh, successful start to his tenure as as a member of the Thunderbird. Quality kid. He he just exploded. At some point, I know he's been an exceptional player his entire career. I know this is a football podcast, but (laughs) allow me to digress again like Stephen A. (laughs) He just blew up at some point in the middle of his senior season, like covering the Irish. You noticed that West just reached this entire other gear that no player in Class A or maybe anywhere else in the state could could stop him or touch him or you know stick with him and compete with him, especially at the state tournament. That kid exactly was right. unreal the, at the, the state kid, tournament. The kid put it in his head he was going to he was going to be great and he was great. Um, getting back to football, sure, let's do that. <laughs> a few a few games in Double A that I project will be great games to watch will be Fairmont Senior and Wayne in the second round mm-hmm. uh, Bluefield Point Pleasant in the second round I don't mm. think it's going to be close at all really but Bridgeport Winfield this Winfield team one, can right? score some points yep. they showed last week against Mingo they can't stop anybody so that could be another 56-50 game but uh, Bridgeport just won't have it as far as Bluefield is concerned I just don't see them going to Bluefield and winning and and Fairmont and Mingo will be closer than Bluefield Bridgeport, but that that I just still don't, don't see Mingo All right. let, losing. Let me chime in my piece here, Dave, because I knew what you were going to go with. Did so you? for the sake of argument, to All make right. things a little bit different, I'm saying Fairmont's going to beat Mingo in the semifinals, and here's why. I just think that there's something different about this year's team, and I think that they're going to be pretty excited to have Mingo Central on that side of the bracket because – Yes, you can't overlook the teams in front of you. Yes, you can't overlook Kaiser. But I want to see that rematch again. I want to see Mingo play Fairmont Sr. I want to see the Polar Bears defense get another shot at Jeremy Dillon. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Dave. I've had this feeling about the state championship game last year. 32-7, in my opinion, was not a fair scoreline. I mean, I think... You know, I, I don't want to, I'm not saying that the referees were at fault by any means, but there were a couple of instances, particularly a couple of calls, that I thought could have gone the other way, could have favored Fairmont, and the landscape of that game could oh, have been changes. completely shifted. Could have been, you know, Fairmont doesn't win that game. They didn't play their best football game of the year on Wheeling Island, but it should have been a closer game. I got Fairmont in the Super Six. I had Bluefield in the Super Six as well, beating Bridgeport. 
And then I changed it at the last minute. And I don't know why. I don't know why. To be completely honest with you, I don't know why. I don't know why were, anybody can beat Bluefield. Were you drinking when no, you did this? No. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think there's just a part of me that wants to, that see, wants to see it a local game in the state championship. Play see Fairmont play Bridgeport. Wow. So I've got Fairmont Bridgeport in the state championship game. I'm gonna get a lot more fans than you are, Dave. Let's let's yeah, because I'm out, honest. Right? And so and I've got Fairmont winning again in the state championship game. I don't I think the winning Polar Bears win, winning winning oh, against oh, Bridgeport uh, for the second it. time this season, third time third in the time last in three matchups. Oh my yeah. goodness. I, I, here's something. Try to figure out a somebody a team that has beaten Bridgeport three straight years. Three straight yeah, times. That's a great question. I don't think that's ever happened. Well, it might happen. If I'm right, it's going to happen. You're not right. <laughs> Probably not. That's okay, though. Like I said, we just need to have a look because I know that our AAA is going to be completely identical, too. So I guarantee that's, that's what uh, I wanted to be different, okay? Let me be different, Dave. Mm. What do you got in AAA? Uh, well, I've got University knocking off Spring Mills. I have University knocking off Capital. Mm-hmm. Then I got them losing to Martinsburg. Mm. Yeah. You have to. You just have to. Sorry, John Kelly. I just I can't see anybody beating Martinsburg, except maybe Huntington and University again could beat Martinsburg if everything went the way it right should. But that's a tall task. Having said that, I've checked up on Huntington. These guys are tough. These guys are big. These guys are just as fast as Martinsburg. They have a lot of D1 recruits at Huntington. But I think in the end, Martinsburg will pull it out. But I think that Martinsburg-Huntington game will be a very, very, very close game in the championship. I've got Martinsburg winning it all again. I say Huntington-Martinsburg in the state championship game. Um, no one has proven that they can stand up to Martinsburg this year except except for Sharondo from Virginia. Um is that how you pronounce it? Maybe it's Sharando. Is it Sharando? <laughs> I don't, know. I don't, I don't know. know. One or the other. Jason Dumas from WDVM can tell me okay. for sure. Uh, Jason Jason texted me this week and asked me if I thought Huntington uh, could stack up to Martinsburg because I know that he covers he covers the Bulldogs very closely and hasn't seen really anybody mm-hmm. stick with him. Huntington has the athletes to stack up to him. Mm-hmm. But I think, like I said, this will be close, but I think Martinsburg pulls it out. I want to point out one other thing, too. Again, talking from Nor- talking to Norman Seawright, a sports reporter for WOWK in Charleston, he's been really high on Cabell Midland all season. I've got Cabell Midland going to the state semis to play Huntington. Uh, that one's a shot in the dark. That's my that's my biggest upset, too. You, you got Musselman. I, ha- I had, you had it. it. You did I have had it. it. I had it, and I me, He's showing me that he crossed it out. I crossed yeah. it out. Cabell Midland is, is just too good to be a 12 seed, kind of like how Point Pleasant is probably too good to be a 7 mm-hmm. in AA. I think that Cabell Midland maybe has the more favorable path, though, because Point Pleasant's got to go against Bluefield. Right. Uh, Cabell Midland's got to go against Musselman in the first round, but we saw Morgantown beat Musselman Yeah, this but year. here's my problem with Cabell okay, Midland. Okay, let's hear it. They have to go to Musselman. They well, have to go to Musselman. Morgantown went to Musselman and, and beat Musselman out there, too. It's double the, the, the direct. Uh, no, that's very true. Yeah, that's, that's very a true. long it's, trip for it's those It's not kids. that far of a trip from And from it's Morgantown. a Saturday game. Right. one thirty. So they're going to have to leave at 5 or 6 in the morning. Yeah, that's very true. No, that's very happen. true. Not going to happen. All right, Dave. That'll do it for this week. I no got a more sticker. picks. You got a sticker. You're so proud of that, aren't you? <laughs> I am proud of that. We'll be I back. didn't even get any of these in high school. <laughs> we'll be back next week. To talk more high school football, we'll be back to preview the quarterfinal round and recap everything that took place in the round of 16. We'll see if our title picks are still intact. 
I know mine will be. Hopefully mine will be too. <laughs> the only place we really differ differ is in the semis. That's that's where we that's differ the only place double that we, a lot. That's where we differ. That's where we differ. That's okay. I'll have my moment of glory someday. If it's not now, it'll be during. Oh the yeah, everybody will love you. They'll all hate right. me, but I, okay. I've got Brad Jett. He's right. my he's my biggest ally. When, when we do this during the state basketball tournament, I'll be the one that goes three for three. Nah. Yes. Nah. Yes. Nope. All right, thanks for putting up with us for another week, folks. This has been Nick Farrell and Dave Stingo on the Road to Wheeling podcast. Don't forget to Snow. follow us on Twitter. There will not be any this Friday or Saturday. You can follow me at Nick Farrell, W-B-O-Y. Dave is at Dave underscore Stingo. We'll be live tweeting games from all around the area during the first round of the playoffs, so make sure you check us out and, and follow along as we cover the action in north-central West Virginia. Stay with us next week, too. We'll be back. Dave will do more things and maybe have more stickers on the Road to Wheeling podcast. Thanks for listening.